Captain America. It ain't John. It ain't John. Can you finish that? I don't know if I want to. <laughs> it ain't me. I ain't it your ain't Captain John. America. He's not <laughs> Captain America. Oh. Oh. God. Welcome to the Nerky. <laughs> That's how we're starting it. <laughs> so. If we sound a little weird too, Kyle and I both got new equipment, new mics, mm -hmm. um, new what do we call these thingamabobbers? Got some mixers. We got mixers. some mixers and some audio stuff that we kind of sort of know how to use and we kind of sort of don't. Uh, but I think it sounds a lot better. I think it does too. You're probably gonna hear my fans. I don't know if there's any way around that because my computer's right next to here. Only your fans. It's not my ball fan. It's just only your fans. Much fans, only fans. Just it's oh. <laughs> uh, ninety nine cents a month. Buttholes. <laughs> Buttholes. <laughs> That's all it is. Just, what, what's Chris's only fans? It's just buttholes. It's buttholes. not even his own. No, it's not it's even just, like the physical ones just, on the internet. Just a bunch of pictures of jerks. <laughs> I thought I was getting buttholes. Oh no, you know if you get Captain it's, Dick, you get John Walker. It's mostly Captain or Director Dick. Or Director Dick. Dang it, I screwed that up. Captain Dick good. is John. Yeah, he's the captain now. Well, he was. There's well, a he lot is. of dicks. Dicks here. Dicks, 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 dicks. You get a dick. You get a dick. We're, are we going to do another 10 minutes of dick jokes? Like oh, why not? Three episodes it seems to work. Right, it cracked me up. Hmm. Why not? Welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerdum. <laughs> 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 to Welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom, where we are two 30 to 40-something-year-olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle, and you guys might know us from the Twitches as Guyver. It's, uh, God, I do that every time. Chris, over there, if you're watching on the YouTubes. For me, you're... you're well, I got a point here. like this, and then, well, it's probably flip-flopped on your screen. And I'm Casey. It is. On the Twitches, also, we uh, stream quite regularly on there. We're not doing this stuff or other things, and then we're doing that thing. So Kasig uh, just hit a hundred subs last night. That was pretty sweet. It's a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Lots of support. Congratulations. From the, the EGTN's community and uh, some good raids from some some people. So it was it was nice. It was a good time. Which yesterday it was I don't know how he did it. He had like twenty seven people on at one point and I asked the question, How you're not even that good looking? I know. Props is asked, cracking up, but I don't even know. I ask myself that question every morning when I wake up. It's because you're awesome. Good job, dude. Yeah, I'm proud of you. It. Thank you. Thank you. I am working to get uh, up to five subs. So if you want to uh, <laughs> give me a sub, give me a dom, follow, whichever. Get, give me the. <laughs> oh, that's a different. That's the other no, that's OnlyFans. A, that's a different. That's my OnlyFans. Yeah, that's a whole different podcast. Hey. <laughs> Hey, girl. <laughs> um, so, yeah, episode five, entitled oh, yeah. Truth, not Truth. Truth. 
truth. Not our truth, but truth. So, quick on the title. Was was it not was that the name of the run of comics? Hold on. That Isaiah was introduced in. Truth Comics? I don't know. Uh oh yeah, Truth, Red, White, and Black. Yep. That was the series. From the two thousand? Yep. Like two thousand three. Oh, see, I couldn't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. Good job, dude. I remembered reading that somewhere, not the actual comic, but the... Uh, looks like it was only like... It wasn't a very long run either. No, like, it was a super short run. Like, it was kind of like seven? a... Seven? Was it even that long? Show seven. Issue number seven. Yeah. It was just like a little miniseries thing. So, I'm glad you found that because I couldn't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Truth. Truth. So, Which is there's canon. a shit ton that happened in this episode. Yeah. We're coming up to our penultimate episode, you know, next Friday. No, next Friday is the last one, the finale. This is the penultimate. Oh, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Where am I? Yeah, we're not fully ultimate, but we're we're getting there. Penultimate. Um, Penultimate. It's a weird word. This is a lot going on on this episode. Mm-hmm. A lot, and I got very, very excited on this episode. Well, I always get very excited, but even more so. There was. I'm. I, I came out of this one conflicted. Uh, not conflicted of whether I like the episode or not. I really like the episode. It's great. Like it, it gets better and better. And we said the same thing with WandaVision. It's getting better mm-hmm. and better mm-hmm. and better. But this was getting better and better and better and deeper. And I just had some conflicted feelings about at least one of the characters at the end of this. Um, I'll go. We'll go into that a little bit more. Like probably fairly early on into it. I'll um, call it. I felt bad for John. I did. I did, and and I hate them for making me do that. I felt <laughs> I hate you for making me feel bad. Well, here's <laughs> I hate the thing: you for making me feelings. He, we said this. You said this going into it. The U.S. agent isn't. He was very much like he's not a good guy, not a bad guy. He's he's just a, he's just a dude. Mm-hmm. We're just some dudes, and that's that's how I felt about this. Like he's not just this, you know, over the top great superhero and he's not nope. this down not at all and dirty in the you know evil underbelly villain either he's just a guy that makes either really good or really bad decisions he's just a dude he's just a dude he really is he's kind of a douche but he's a dude he, like he's huh. relatable no he's not kind of a douche he's a complete and utter douche mm-hmm like his costume bag. could be retooled as a summer's eve mm-hmm. and it would fit. Captain Country Flower. <laughs> oh Captain, take me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you just But I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him and I was mad at him and I felt bad for him. Like, you're a liar. I can see why and then yeah. Like and you could see you see, like, we thought we knew how he operated in his head before all this, and you see, like, how he really operates. So, I mean, we'll jump, we'll jump into what was going on here. Yeah. And we can probably better in. explain it. So, if you guys are new to 
these episodes. We break them down scene by scene and we go through it and we talk about it. And if you haven't watched the episode yet, then like stop now. I'm telling you, pull out because this were there's spoilers. You should know that coming into this. Now, hey, they're gonna talk about this episode. I haven't watched it. I probably shouldn't watch it and I'm gonna get mad if I get spoiled. It's your own damn fault. We're gonna go into this like scene by scene, um and uh pretty good detail. So mm-hmm. buckle up buttercup because this can be fun. Because so, this was a great episode. Let's talk about that for a sec. So I was looking at the met uh the metrics. Yeah. We have 10 more listens of this last episode, Nurky, that we did, episode four, than we did from episode three. Hmm. How does that work? I don't know. Well, it could be jumping between platforms. Like between the YouTubes and the audios. Uh, that's true too. Could be. But I don't know. Could be anonymously listening, but yeah. But that, welcome, that welcome could be to someone who isn't actually watching the show, just listening to the Nurkies. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Okay, let's get into it. Opening scene: We see Captain Dicky do Captain Dungarees mm-hmm. running down, and all I could think of is this part was, and then I kept running. This is what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> That's all. I kept running. And then it's John, and he's flashing back to um, decapitating. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Not Steve Aoki, but the other guy. Uh, Barry. Barry. That's what we called him. Yeah, oh, it was Barry, wasn't it? He decapitated Barry. I think his name was Matthias. No, it's Barry. Um, Barry. Barry. And then he stops, and, like, I was kind of... Confused with it. He stops and he, he sees an open door. He's like, should I go in? Should I not? Should I go in? Should I not? Yeah, he's very he went in, in. very indecisive. But, he went in. But according to Battlestar, he always made the right calls. Mm-hmm. Did he this time? Did he the time before? I don't think he did. And, you know, he's out of breath, which... He must have run like 30 miles because he's a super soldier soldier now. If he just ran next door, he's not out of breath. Mm. He's mentally exhausted. Yeah, I mean, he's been mentally exhausted since episode two. Yeah. Okay, so... so he's, he's sniffing these... and you see the blood all over, like coming out from under his helmet and he's mm-hmm. got blood on the side. Coming up from the front of his ear, he's starting to have his flashbacks of, you know, things that Lamar has said to him. Um, like and he's talking to himself. He's talking to himself like he's losing it. He just lost his best friend. I mean, the dude that has been with him, not just his best friend, his, he lost his battle buddy. He lost his guy that has served with him. His and Bucky. He lost his Bucky. He lost his Bucky. Too many what crickets. Was. Mm-hmm. He did, and yeah. And if so, you notice, like it's it's like those movies where the the main character is starting to go nuts and like the wavy and uh, mm-hmm. out of focus camera. That was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, he he's losing. You see, you can see just like anguish on his face, and I like how the, it cuts from like his face, the blood on the shield, to like him standing there. So there's some like really cool, and you know, he's pacing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It doesn't really give you a good time frame of how long he was in there. I don't think before, because we see um, you know, after he drops to his knees and stuff. Well, we'll get to that. 
I don't think he was in the, the warehouse too long before he gets caught up to. I think but, it's a couple minutes, maybe. Yeah. And so you see him go through all these memories, and and then he just, there's like so many little quick scenes in here that could just be such iconic shots. Like, I'm paused at the one that shows him, itty bitty. Yep. You know, frame-wise. Head down and head the down shield. shield right in front of him. So that's actually a Cap comic cover. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I did not know that. It's actually a, a comic cover. I'm trying to, I don't remember the exact issue, but that's actually one of the covers. And like he has that flashback of, um, of Battlestar, you know, telling, you know, time to go to work. And then that's when he's down on his knees, the shield's in front of him, his head's down, and then he raises his head up and he does like the little neck crack, like gets a breath and time to go to work. It's just like he's putting himself back into battle mode. Yeah, he just has to keep pushing forward. Has to keep pushing forward. As much of an ass as he is, like he doesn't have he quit in him. No, he has no quit in him. He he was trained to be, quote unquote, the perfect soldier. Yeah. So, and what Kyle didn't mention too, the reason he cracked his neck and said time to go to work is because Bucky and Sam came up and he heard him. Yeah. So it's not just he was just randomly getting to work. Well, I mean, he heard like he had that little flashback to Lamar saying that. Right, right. And, and then so, he starts walking. Yeah. And they hear, you know, Sam Walker. You you guys, he tells him you guys should see a medic. Um, and he's walking around. He's clearly agitated. Mm-hmm. I want to say and, something about about this this run of the scene right here yep this is where i saw a lot of his real life father in him right right this is when like you could really like when you really start paying attention in the tone of his voice and the way he talks and his mannerisms and his or his facial expressions that you can see when he has them even when he has the mask on you like yeah, you can tell that that's Kurt russell's son he just exudes him in this this run right here in this little scene. He really does look like him. Yeah. Like a lot. Like a lot. Yep. So, okay, I'm adjusting my sound a little bit, trying to decrease my fans. Can you still hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. Okay. So... And then he he's basically the kid who got caught red-handed doing something, mm-hmm. justifying why, doing what he did. He said, you saw what I had to do. I killed him because I had to. He killed Lamar. This is very – I could totally see Nick Cage this whole time doing this scene. Ooh. And if he That's what so I was old, seeing. he would be a great one. Yeah, he was like, I killed him because I had to. He killed Lamar. I told him to put the bunny down. (laughs) (laughs) Can you fly a plane? Nope. (laughs) Swamp thing comes in. Mm. And Bucky, ironically, it was one of the voices of reason. He said he didn't kill Lamar, John. And you hear Bucky go, don't go down that road. It does not end well. 
Bucky's just he's just calm at this point. But so is Walker. He's like that creepy calm. He's just... you. It's the calm before the storm. You know what's going to happen. It's like mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Just before a bad storm comes or it starts raining, then all of a sudden it gets real calm, and then all of a sudden the sky goes yellow. And then everybody's on their front porch holding a beer. And everyone's on their front porch with a beer watching what's happening. Yee-yee. But you tell your family to go hide in the laundry room. Yeah, go in the basement. I got to make sure that's okay out here because I'll be able to, yeah. <laughs> MTM, MTM. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't worry about <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about daddy. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know why that's funny, ask us sometime. Yeah. In the discord, join it. Links in the bio. <laughs> join it. Sam basically just says, you know, we don't want anyone else to get hurt. Um, and then it does like kind of a, a close up of the shield with the blood, dried blood on it. Mm-hmm. Just, I thought it was just kind of a really cool, Thing, like just to show yep this i mean there's been a lot of action and like just the the whole buddy cop dynamic again like through this whole series but like this episode has some really good artistic shots i guess you could say like the stuff with the shield there's a lot of stuff later on that just really set this episode apart from the others this is the one and uh you know, I went back and rewatched the music. Like, there was so much good stuff about this. There's a few things that kind of felt a little shoehorned here and there, a um, little cheesy here and there. But for the most part, like, this was the the deeper of the episodes. I agree. Um, and you were talking about the action. We're about to get probably one of the coolest fight scenes we've had the entire show. To me. Yeah. Yeah, and Sam, well, you know, tells him. Go ahead. You know, I was to say, <clears throat> Sam's just. You can tell Sam was that grief counselor, because it's still coming out. He's still trying to help John, but at the same time, he's done. Yeah. And you know, Sam's looking at him. He says, "You got to give me the shield, man." What were you gonna say? Oh, that was it. The same thing. Sam <laughs> was. You know, we see why it was brought back up earlier in the in the season here a few episodes back about his uh what he did before he became an avenger with his grief counseling and all that because it's come into play this is the second time or third time this is the second time that i can remember for sure there's another time coming up later but i like that they're you know we said that before we like that they're bringing that part of him back sam and you know we see some more of it this go round, and uh you know, just like before, Walker was kind of buying into it. Just how Carly was buying into it last episode. And then mm-hmm. he gets the bomb dropped and like, hey, give us a shield. He's like, oh, that's what this is all about. And what does he say? He says... Uh, Walker says, you don't want to do this. And Bucky's like, yeah, we do. I love that part right there. Mm-hmm. He's and a, then fisticuffs. And then fisticuffs. Like the best part, like would have done it for me, like I would have stopped watching the episode because I would have been good. Is if Walker would have looked up and he go, oh, is this what that is? And then he goes, 
Suck my balls, Mr. Garrison. <laughs> if you would have said that, I would have been done. Just, I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh, that was the wrong tombstone okay. one. His dad was what? Never mind. <laughs> Val Kilmer shows up. <laughs> oh. Everybody's just confused, oh. like Huckleberry. Huckleberry. What? Tombstone. What? Tombstone, everyone. Showdown at the Latvia Corral. <laughs> and then Val Kilmer shows up as Mad Mortigan. Mm. Everybody's like, confused at that Val. point. Wrong movie. Kurt shows up, but he's ego again, but he's ego as Wyatt Earp. <laughs> and then he shows up as the guy from the computer wore tennis shoes. Mm. Disney movie. I would tell you to listen to our Disney episode, but that one's in the bank. Not going to make a joke. <laughs> I, I set you up for I a know. Joke. I'm trying to have a little, no, a little restraint. It. Well, I can't now. The moment's passed. Oh, the moment's gone, just like your mustache. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to discuss this real quick because you're watching the YouTubes. Like, I texted Kyle a picture the day it happened. I got done riding the bike in the morning, got done working out. I was still half, you know, I'm still tired, still half asleep. Allergies suck right now. We've heard me snorting and sniffing and coughing. I bought a beard trimmer for the first time and I was getting hair in my mouth because it was getting so long on the sides. Cause I'm trying to, I was trying to Fu Manchu it and then wearing the mask, it was going to my nose. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll clip it. Well, I didn't know that these trimmers, the built in um, guard is adjustable. So I just had it down there and I go to start, I'm in the shower and I start, go to start hitting it right under my nose and I sneeze but two really big one and it goes all the way down so like I've got more than stubble it's a little longer than stubble but I gave myself a reverse Hitler and it was wide <laughs> the old <laughs> reverse wide Hitler a reverse wide Hitler so I had to shave like cut the rest at the same length so it didn't look odd now I just look super Amish mm-hmm I will churn thy butter. You will. And to churn that butter. That's that's my Amish dating app. For all our Amish people that don't listen to this, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> or do we? Do we, we make no apologies? Okay. Like my mustache. Good. You got it. I explained it. Why it's funny. <laughs> I got that in earlier and I thought I would tonight. Yes, you were you were saving that. I was. I thought this was gonna be like a mid-episode joke, but no, no, we're not even to the title or to the title card yet of the actual show itself. Um, and I gotta um, sneak it in there. Yeah, you did. The Waikiki sneaky and the cheeky. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Captain Dick. Yeah. So ass, you know, ass you kickings commence. Oh, yeah. And then so, they, they go at it. And I think Walker was holding back some at points through the fight. There's sometimes he loses it. I think he was at the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> but once he saw that he was losing, he went all out. Yep. He takes the mask off at one point. Yep. Uh, I'll get a little far ahead here. But well, yeah, because and- as hard as he can hit... Now, because he's got 
you, you saw what happened to Lamar when a super soldier, you know, it's a normie, it's a normie, and uh, Sam's a normie. So one good whack from old Captain Dick there, and he's in the dirt. If like, he got dick slapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right in the face. Right yeah. between the eyes. But there was uh, some good coordinated, uh, you know, this is a really, really well-coordinated fight scene. Um, extremely. Extremely. And they just, like, they let it all out. So like, when they started this, did this, this is what this reminded me of. This reminded me of Civil War, where Bucky and Cap were going up against Tony. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Except Sam's a lot more acrobatic than any of them. Sam is very acrobatic. Sam's amazing. There's a lot of use of the use of the shield um, and the wings. Okay, uh, who had the gun? Was it Bucky? When he Bucky hit, t- took Bucky's the gun away to get from it. he took the gun away from from Walker. Oh yeah, he did. He reached into his holster, didn't he? Yeah. And then Sam does a Chinese circus kick. Is that what that is? I don't know. It's like the break into electric boogaloo dance mm. kick. Um, I mean, he's taking on Bucky one-on-one. He's about to hit him with the shield. And then all of a sudden, Sam's wings come out. Yeah. And Sam is so well-versed in fighting with these wings at this point. Because, I mean, they just pop in and out. Yeah. So... I don't know. Just the whole the whole scene just literally gave me goosebumps just watching it. You see, you know, Bucky gets right in his face, and you see the shield change hands a few times through mm-hmm. through this whole thing, and you see that a lot through this episode. The shield changing hands because it's, you know, there's still that point like who's going to get the shield? Who's going to get the yep. shield? And so even during this fight, you see, you know, Bucky with it a couple times. I think you see Sam with it once, and then you know back and forth to Walker. Yep, and. You know, Bucky gets slammed against the post. His uh, robo arm gets busted up. He's like out cold for a little bit. Um, and then Walker finally gets the one up on Sam and has him like he pins him. And you see Walker. This and this is what's weird. So Walker takes his mask off, takes the Captain America mask off to tell Sam that he is Captain America. That Walker kept, you know, says I am Captain America. Which is weird to me. So, I think it makes sense. Um, let's back up just a little bit here. Okay. After Bucky goes down and Sam comes in for the save. So, Bucky was going all out. Yeah. I mean, he almost got the shield from Walker. I think this part's super important. Sam comes in for the save with the wings out, right? Walker slams him on the ground, looks at him, and then it's very, very very reminiscent of last episode when he decapitated the other guy almost. Yeah. He went in for Sam's neck shield first. Oh, and he did say something. I think we forgot that Walker said like, why are you making me? Why are you making me do this? Why are you making me do this? this? Yeah. And that's where I kind of felt a little bit like his gears of training and is just kicking in and this is all he knows to do is self-preservation is 
these guys are now his enemy. Anything to get the job done. He's got to get the job done. Why are you making me do this? So, when he... Okay, yeah, he... What part was this? Yeah, he told him we could have been a team, and Sam gets him with the grappling hook wire. And Walker stops him with one foot, pretty much, is pulling it. You know, he super soldiers it. The shield's down. Sam sees it. They both make a run for it. He tackles him. And then Sam's, again, going, trying to get away with the wings. And Walker used basically jujitsu on him, used his own momentum against him, slammed him back down. Mm -hmm. And then here's the part you were talking about. He throws off his mask. And he's grunting. And he goes, I am Captain America. This is the part you were talking about. I think the reason he pulls the mask off is to show that it's not the mask that makes him Captain America. It's the man. Because that's what Bucky and Sam told him from the get-go. Okay. That's what I think it means. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Either that or he was lustfully looking in Sam's eyes because Sam is green. Captain America. (laughs) I'm Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's on top of him and then he's grunting and then he rips the wings off of Sam. And then I, I know I said the last one was reminiscent of last episode. This one is completely reminiscent. Yeah. Just the pure look of anger in his face going down. He's, he's going to decapitate Sam is what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a picture of this. This might make a good cover. Okay. Go with that. Okay, go on. So he yeah, he I'm a little further ahead now because I've I got caught up watching it as it as it happened, but um yeah, he's uh leaning over Sam with the shield. You know, like Chris said, he's going going for the decapitation, like the exact same thing as uh last episode. And Making right before now. Uh, Bucky, you know, tackles him. So now it's Bucky and, and Walker tangling again. Um, and they're just trading blows back and forth. Just punch, punch, punch. One hits one, one hits the other. They kick, they punch. And they, he finally gets him pinned. And so Bucky's holding him against this concrete pylon thing. And he's got his arm that has the shield strapped to it up against the corner of it. Um, Sam comes to and he gets a hold of where the shield is and awesome. his, his thrusters engaged. I didn't catch this is exactly what happened until the second time I watched it. I got it uh, first. Because it happened really fast. Yep. Um, you see he's struggling, and then finally you just hear the crack. And you see they break his arm. His arm just flop over. The shield comes off. And uh yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that they broke his arm the first time. Right. I just like why you know why do you give up? So if you think about it, he used one arm. It's that rage plus the super soldier serum. It they said, you know, it makes you more of who you are. Yeah. And Walker wanted to be strong. So it took one of the original super soldiers, Bucking, plus Sam with the thruster to get the shield from him. Yeah. He's he's got some oomph. 
Got a little, got a little lead in his britches. He's he got a little something, something. Got a little something, something going on. And so, but I like this. So they, they kind of, you know, he pulls away. Sam gets the shield, and then him and Bucky tangle again. Mm-hmm. And Bucky goes to like tackling, like football form tackle, and lifts him up, and then has a hold of his legs. And you see Bucky like running with the shield and thrusters kick in, and then Bucky like or see Sam running with Sam with the shield and thrusters kick in. And you see Bucky swing him like a bat. Yeah, I did. And here comes Sam with the shield behind him, like, conk, right in the back of the head. head. All three are on the ground. Yeah. But it was just like this over-the-top WWE move, like, you know, with the shield, with the shield. RKO, RKO. Good God Almighty. (laughs) It's a slobber knocker. (laughs) And they they finally KO him. He's he down. He's loopy. He down. Bucky, you know, picks up the shield, walks it over. You know, Sam's still on the ground. Um, drops the shield to Sam, looks at him, and then just walks off. Walks away. So I think this was Bucky's way of telling Sam, "Shield yours." Yeah. For the love of God, take the shield. Don't <laughs> let it go this time. Yep. <laughs> it didn't work. Oh. Oh. So, uh, then we get the ran off. <laughs> so that was the first nine minutes of the episode that we discovered. Uh, great fight scene. Uh, a lot that happened there that really sets up the rest of this, of this episode. That's the tone, and there's our title screen. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing you know, we're back at that sanctuary for all the refugees yeah and it's the police what is it the grc grc they're arresting everyone that's there mm-hmm. for housing and international terrorist aiding and abetting i'm not liking these grc people I don't think anyone does at this no. point. No, but we have to make an example right now. Sam goes, you know, just like the last camp, nothing. She's gone. We're never going to find her. And you can just see Sam's the torment on his face. <clears throat> and of course, Bucky's just sitting back, just staring. Mm. Like Bucky does. And then you hear Torres say to Bucky, hey, you got your sleeve back. Oh, there's Torres. I love Torres. Has he been for the last couple episodes doing uh, doing his thing? I don't know. I wanted to see more of him. I thought he was going to be... He still may be. we got an episode left. There's a lot of things that could happen. So once we get done with this scene, I will give you my prediction. I have a feeling we're about to see a lot more of Torres. He's going to be Mephisto? I think he's going to be Mephisto. I hope he's Mephisto. Or the new Wanda. Hmm. So basically, Torres is asking him, you know, what's going on? And Sam's like, basically, the higher ups um, benched us. Yep. So, you know, it's bad because Sam and Bucky aren't on the government payroll. Right. Like they said, I think they used the term free agents earlier. Like they can operate outside of right. chains of command and orders and things. 
So next thing we know, Taurus looking at the bag goes, hey, what's that? He's looking, he, what happened to these? And he picks it up. He's like, so is there anything we can do? He's like, not really. Uh, his little wing sack there. His... Uh, that's the one that got you like all the other ones wing sex the one they get you <laughs> well the, the others got me just that one got me really good ah uh, him in this little wing sack his little wing sack all folded up there his little wing sack of shame sam wilson he'll give you wings because mm -hmm. he because they're not on him anymore he's gotta give him yeah. somebody they said the longer oh. we let her regroup, the oh wait, wait. Oh. I I'm jumping ahead of you now. <laughs> you, Did I just I leapfrog? Okay, okay, all right, go ahead so we can get to your point because I know where you're going now. I don't know where I was going now. <laughs> no, no, okay. So I mean we'll get to that. Like Sam says, um, you know, like we need to do something. The longer we wait, the more she's gonna regroup. Torres is you know, like he, she's got connections everywhere all different platforms her influence is bigger than we realize basically you know he says she's really good at what she's doing and then torres tells him um or he asked him you know how did they break run his hand over the wings but then torres says all we can do is sit tight and chill sometimes there's nothing to do until there's something to do and Sam says it's, you know, bizarrely wise. But, you know, he tells him to, I think I knew where you were, what you were kind of alluding to, like we're going to see more of Torres. Mm -hmm. I think that's this scene right here. I think this is him handing the, the because he leaves the wings with Torres. Yeah. And their dynamic is already there. Yeah. Because it's, you know, Captain America and the Falcon. That's a long running team. I think this is Sam's way of handing off the torch. So, but in the comic, if you remember what I said from, was it one or two episodes ago? Taurus was uh, a bio mutant, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how they're going to take it because they're all really happy with the actor. They said he's a great guy. Even if he doesn't continue here with the MCU, he's got a big career ahead of him because I guess he's just super nice. Yeah. Nails all this lines and stuff. Good actor. Just good actor. So he's really well liked in the MCU. So I have a feeling they're going to do something with him. Well, this is the continuation of the passing of the torch that we've seen in this episode or this series and some WandaVision. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of that in the next several series not movies but the series i think that's what all these are going to be are sitting up for all the passing of the torches right. all the torches well, to be passed loki's the next one and that deals with time and space i believe so i'm interested to see how they're going to continue on work that in with this what's going on yeah um next thing you know you see all these reporters around and then you see Walker rolling down the window with his little raspberry beret. <laughs> um, he's coming out and 
they're like, John Walker, you're no longer to act in any capacity as a representative of the United States government or its military. They're stripping him. Yep. Um, not physically, but they, physically they are. They said effective imme- immediately. Bounce, compound. <laughs> Merging action. <laughs> um, and then Walker's just trying to save the title at any cost, you can tell. He's like, Senator, uh, permission to present to the council testimony. And he's not even looking at the council. He's kind of looking down as the circumstances of the incident. And the senator is just like, no, we're good. Yeah. I already considered it, John. Dick. Mm -hmm. Um, They said, because of your past accomplishments, that's why we're not going to give you a court martial. And he's like, with all due respect, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation fully. Thereby, I've misunderstood the circumstances. He's like, this is not a negotiation. I understand that. Before, he was kind of meek about it, trying to say, hey, you know, would you please, sir, listen to my side of the story? Mm -hmm. And now he's getting aggravated. That's when we finally see him. We see him snap, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. Happens a lot. There's an ongoing thing here with him and snapping. Him and Thanos. (laughs) um he said he said i'm just asking to be heard yeah and his wife's there again and you this makes you feel for him you like that's what we talked about like we feel bad for him damn you marvel for making us feel bad for him because this speech that he gives mm -hmm. right here yeah it's you can't handle the truth Mm -hmm. it's you can't handle the shield mandates and he's like i've lived by your man like everything that i am right now is because of what you did to me you trained me to be this way and now i'm being punished for being the way that you trained he's angry and yeah i think anyone would have been at this point Mm -hmm. he's like i only did what you asked me dad yeah Yeah, it's like you know when you get in trouble for work at work for pissing off a customer because you did something you know that's in the handbook to do like, that's how you're supposed to handle it. Like, ah, well, you shouldn't handle it that way. Well, I did what was in the book, except he killed people. So yeah. there's a little difference there, but. In the costume as the representative of the U.S., which. A little different. A little different. I mean, oh. Cap killed Nazis. He did. Cap killed aliens. He did. Cap didn't publicly decapitate someone that was basically didn't able even to do be it? captured. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy was done. He wasn't going to fight back. No. And he executed He executed him. A difference. Executive execution. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I mean, dead's dead, but he publicly executed that guy. Yeah. Smokey, you got knocked the fuck out. And this was the guy, one of the guys that uh, and I think uh, one of our listeners, Alex, pointed this at, like that, or maybe you did. Somebody pointed it out. That was that's the guy that looked up, that like said he looked up to Captain America, right? Is that yeah. the same guy from last episode? Yeah, it was Barry. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, when I was young, I used to look up to Captain America. Yep. And then he did look up to Captain America again as the shield came down on his face. So. Boom, right in the kisser. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. <clears throat> Here's the part that really got me. Like, I felt so bad for John at this point. You will be given an other than honorable discharge retroactive to the beginning of the month. So, you know, it could be like the 25th and John's like, all right, I get paid on the 26th. You know, I'm going to buy like uh, some groceries and pay off my mortgage. No, they just took it a while. You will hold no rank in retirement and receive no benefits. And he does, he did that little neck thing. Yep. Where he goes back and forth, just like he's clearing his head. Mm -hmm. That is dick. And I wonder when the timing of this was. So they said retroactive at the beginning of the month. So I wonder how that applies to, you know, we don't really know, like, if this is the middle of the month, the end of the month, if they're going retroactive to before the incident. I don't think that's how that works, though. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, he's he just got erased. They're Isaiah Bradling him. Mm -hmm. They are not quite as bad. Not quite as bad. Like no, okay, nowhere near as bad. Nowhere near as bad as as Isaiah got it. I didn't even close. How do, we, how do we know this, Kyle? I don't know, because we watched the episode. You guys know what happened. <laughs> he says, Senator, I am Captain America. And he's like, not anymore. John's defiant to the end. Yeah. If you continue to mean and degrade the priorities and dignities of this council, John just walks off. They threaten to send him into the barracks and return the shield to us with expedience we Comes all know that's not gonna happen yeah. yeah so then he's like he's sitting out in the little foyer looking at his medals and you know in his self-pity and you know they don't know what it's like to have to do the job they know he didn't really I guess he did the job but he, he did, did how, the job. how he thought it should be done and not really how a, how a Captain America should be doing, which is the whole point of this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he doesn't have the sight of how it should have been done. Uh, it's, it's a He doesn't have sight beyond sight. Mm. He doesn't have a sword of omens. I'm just going to... He doesn't have a Jaga... Oh, we do confirm here that's his wife, for sure. Yep, yep. We were learning that wife. early. We are pretty sure it was, you know. But this is a full confirmation. Chicken in a locker room, but. Then all of a sudden we see some feet walking in these high heel boots. Takes a little misstep. Did you catch a little misstep? Yep. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> but then it's there, and then it, they pull it up, and it's Elaine. Well, she would have danced all the way up. Yeah, I was waiting for the Elaine dance. 
So, Veep Elaine is officially in the MCU, which is awesome because she's amazing. And she said, well, these boots are not made for walking, which is a play on his name. Oh, I didn't catch that. And she goes, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I lost my shit at this point. So explain why to those of us like me who had to look it up after the episode. What is the importance of that name and what role does she play in he is the grander Madame Marvel Hydra. universe? Madam Hydra, Madame, Madam Hydra. Mm -hmm. She was a super spy. She was a Russian plant put in to infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D., which shows that Hydra has had control of S.H.I.E.L.D. always. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, during her lifetime. In the comic, right? In the comic. We, we don't know what she she's was, doing yet here. Right. She was Nick Fury's lover in the comic. She was a, I want to say she was a triple agent. Um, and she was the head. So Madame Hydra is just the title given to the highest. Is it female ranking? I can't remember, but she's, that's one of the top Hydra agents. She ran Leviathan. Fury's whole purpose was to take down Hydra and Leviathan. Mm -hmm. Was Leviathan, the think tank? I can't remember. <clears throat> but she also ran the Thunderbolts at one point, too, I believe. Okay, so we talked about that little pre-show. That was something that you were... Well, well, let's get through this this little scene here. Okay. And then, we'll then we, we'll, dive, we'll dive back into, so basically, dive back into her. She's not a huge character, but she is a huge character in the Captain America mythos. Okay. So, like I said, I lost my shit on this. If she just goes up. She, she like wiggles in between him and his wife, mm -hmm. and Which, she just starts telling him all these things that nobody should know. Mm -hmm. I know you took the serum. <clears throat> it's made you valuable to certain. You know, she introduces herself, and she says, "You know, I, I know, I know you took the serum." I don't know if you notice this when she's talking to him. Do you see the purple streak in her hair? Yeah. That's important to note. Okay. Let's see when my daughter saw this. She's like, she's a witch. I'm like, no, I don't think she's a witch. Nope. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, she, uh, you know, she commends him on taking the serum. She said, I would have killed the bastard too. Nothing. Nobody in there is mad about, you know, in there is mad at you about that, but taking out everybody. Um, but she's basically saying, kind of like what we were talking about, like there's an image to protect with Captain America and decapitating a dude in front of the, on the global stage is not the way to do it. And everybody filming it. And uh, she tells it's made him very, very, very valuable to, to the right. People. Yeah. To the right or to certain people. Um, get ahead there a little bit. So she, yeah, she knows all about him taking the serum somehow. Um, to think it's the second best choice you ever made in your life. And then she kind of, you know, you know what the first best choice is. And then she's like, oh, aside from, you know, marrying this, what she called her firecracker. Fabulous firecracker next to me. And she goes, how's it going? Yeah. 
It just um, plays is so good. Elaine. And she said the next is picking up the phone when I call you. And then just, you know, tells, oh, don't worry about the shield. Tells him the shield's kind of a gray area. The government doesn't really own it. It's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or says it's a dirty little state secret. The government doesn't own the shield. It's kind of a legal gray area. And... And she just, and he's just, Walker's just like dumbfounded through this. Like, he doesn't even know what to say. He's just standing there with his jaw down. And then she like leaves. Normal. Yeah. And she, gives at, him, she gives him her card. Yeah. Why is this important? Because when he looks at the card, he turns it over. One side's black, one side's white. And he said, there's nothing on it. Mm-hmm. She's like, call me. No, she says she'd call him and he better answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Which would explain why she didn't do that. So, purple. So there's something very important about the purple streak in the hair. Is there? Well, is there? You're the one that said it. Well, I'm just saying there's a purple streak in her hair. Oh, okay, I thought you meant like... It's like in the comic. No. Oh, okay, I thought you meant like it was something of note, like she had gone through some weird experiment in the comics and gave her a purple streak and... Like Mephisto's her hairstylist or something. Mephisto's her hair. So, okay. I think this sets it up. We could have a Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts is Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad, DC Suicide Squad. Okay. Except usually the Thunderbolts is made up of the worst of the worst. Um, and what leads me to believe, <clears throat> I'm calling this, why I think it might be Thunderbolts, Helmet Zemo led the Thunderbolts for a while. But he hates super soldiers. He does. But the Thunderbolts aren't made up of super soldiers. They're made up of villains. But if Walker Venom was re- on there for a while, yeah. If Walker gets recruited, it's a super soldier on the on the squad. It is if if Walker, but like Rhino was on the one of the incarnations. Electro. No, no, no. Was it Shocker? I can't remember. There's been a lot of incarnations, but that's why I kind of think that they might have alluded to the Thunderbolts. And then you said, "I had read something about the Dark Avengers, which I know nothing about." Um, Dark Avengers. She, okay. she also had ties to the Dark Avengers at some run through there. So Dark Avengers was when Norman Osborn was was he president? He was really high up. I think he was president. That's when he got Iron Man's armor and made it into the iron patriot he wore the iron patriot armor okay dark avengers was a dark version of the avengers like there was a wolverine and it was dakin wolverine's son they they did things that normal avengers really wouldn't have done it was from fear itself i want to say can't remember the run. It's like 2014, something like that. But still similar in like the way 
Suicide Squad was like, okay, we got right. So things well, that need to be done that people with really good morals probably won't do, but things that need to be done anyway. He he changed it to from um from shield to hammer. Ah. He was something he was something high up. It, maybe not I can't remember, but um the sentry was in it, Ares, Novar, which is which was Captain Marvel. Um, now Captain Marvel, um, disguised supervillain Moonstone, Venom. This is the Matt Gargan. Matt Gargan was the rep, uh, the no, 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 Scorpion in Spider Man. Um, he was a very, very interesting Venom. Um, Bullseye and Dakin. So. It was a cool storyline. So if you're right, I think it'll be really interesting because then, you know, phase one, we had Avengers. Mm-hmm. Phase four, we could have like Dark Avengers. I'm not saying I'm right. Just some stuff I came across that she had ties. Those were the two. You could be right. Organizations that she had ties to that made the most sense for things going forward were either Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers. Right. Well, and. Osborne in the comics declared war on Asgard too. Is that the run that moved Asgard to Oklahoma? Yep. I hope that's what happens. They they did a siege on Asgard. Mm. They siege that Asgard. They siege all over that ass. But if you guard that ass, yeah, guard that ass. No one's getting in. Mm-mm. Except not, maybe not even like through Loki's he always finds a way in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she's gone. We gonna work in. Yep, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Get off on thing again. So we're back in Latvia, and uh, we see Carly and what's left of her super soldier squad. Um, back at the, the I don't want to call it a refugee camp because he said they weren't refugees, but the camp. And they see just... They were the Fugees. The Fugees. Did that bore you, sir? No, no. I'm just... I'm tired. I'm tired, too. I'm tired. I tried to catch up on sleep this weekend, and it made me tireder. No. This weather is making me tired. Because mm-hmm. it's supposed to snow! It's not it going like to affect the weather. Last we're week. We're fine. We're fine. It changed today. Did it? Yeah. Oh. I have to look at it. So, okay. Yeah, so they're they're at the camp and they're seeing the signs and they're seeing just like what we we talked about earlier that you know all these people were either arrested or let off or whatever for aiding and abetting uh, a criminal organization, terrorists. And uh, Carly's Carly just lit; yeah. mm-hmm. she is lit, and so she goes into one of her you know Carly speeches again that. Um, you know, Matthias, Mama Danya, uh, Nico. Nico's who we saw die in the first episode, I think. The guy that pushed over the telephone pole or the electric pole or whatever. And, oh, that was him. Okay. Yeah, the guy that was, you know, that kind of overdid it. She forgot about Barry. I think, oh, yeah. Matthias and Barry. <laughs> Barry. Barry. Then she's like, how many, you know, and she's all these others that's just too many to count. It's like, how many times do we have to pay with our lives just to be citizens of this planet? 
and you know everybody just like her group they all stop and they look at her and you see you can see in her face she's emotional you know her eyes are puffy and red and she's pissed and she just says the movement's ready they're not going to stop unless we make them and so something something big's happening because she says it's time and this is usually when you would expect, especially if they have a group of any size, like they have, you know, five, six, seven or whatever, that usually in any movie, there's always like one person says like, well, maybe we shouldn't like tries to be the voice of reason. None. You're like, yep, no. we're going. We're like, on a war. You know, it's like back war in college declared. when we were all, you know, sitting around drinking and then we decided we need more beer, but everyone's really drunk. Yeah. Yeah. We need more beer. It was just that frenzy. Yeah. Who's going to go? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but we're going beer. <laughs> and you got 12 drunk dudes walking down the road. trying to find. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Huzzah. Huzzah. We're yeah, on a collision no, course. No potential is. voices of reason from her group. They're all just like, yep. Just like what Zemo said. They're going to follow her to. To the end. To the end. And uh, and they leave. There's a little bunny on the ground, and so now we're at the. Uh, we cut to the monument to Sokovia. Or we're we're in Sokovia now, and which we knew this would come. Yeah, especially when Zemo asked Bucky and Sam, "Have you ever, have you ever been? Have you ever visited the monument?" And we knew that this would come <sighs> one way or another. Every breathing Zemo. Daniel Brule. <laughs> uh, so Bucky shows up. You know, Zemo says, I've decided not to kill you when Bucky has the gun. <laughs> he's showing him, you know, he's like, oh, imagine my relief for having, you know, he said it, but. I thought um, you'd be here sooner. Yeah, thought you'd be here sooner. Um, and he says, the girl's been radicalized beyond salvation. So this is a exactly what he told them was going to happen mm-hmm. there was once she got a little little taste of the glory she wasn't going to be able to to uh go back they had a chance captain dick screwed that up captain dick did screw it up mm-hmm. yeah but if he wouldn't have we probably wouldn't have you know two more episodes it'd been like okay show's over thank you good night everybody mm-hmm Yakko Warner. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he's like, you know, they say he tried to warn Sam, but he's stubborn. He's got a lot of Steve in him. He's like, he's looking at Bucky. He's like, but you, you still have the Winter Soldier in you. You know what needs to be done. You can do what needs to be done. Um, it's like she's got people anywhere. She cannot continue her mission. Uh, still trying to, you know, reason with Bucky here, but. Like, like, you know, thanks, but uh, we're going to do it our way. And, uh, you know, so you know, I was afraid you'd say that. And you see Bucky clicks the gun. Like, he's already, like, taking it off of safety or on. So, you're like, you already clicked once and you're to click again. And he just does the Bucky stare at Zemo, raises the pistol to his face. Um, Zemo knows what's coming. Cocks the hammer. Uh, Zemo 
And this is what's great. Like, he doesn't blink. Nope. Nothing. He, he just, just looks at him. He's like, yep. All right. I know what's coming. It's time for Zemo to go dance. to this. Dance, Zemo. This is the time in Sparakis when we dance. That would have made the scene complete. Zemo went out just yeah. dancing. He just like puts the gun into his head and Zemo just... <laughs> Winter, Winter I Soldier, agree. Winter Soldier, I have one last request. <laughs> if if you Can may, you give me fat beat. If if you will entertain this one last request, it's in your book. Look, I wrote it in there for you when you were not looking. It's just called want, Zemo Tweak. I just want one last time to dance. <laughs> Bucky's I already Bucky know would... my future. <laughs> oh, that's what it. If he if he ripped off his pants like Party Boy from Jackass, and he goes, "I already know my future. I just want to party." <laughs> oh my God, way throwback. Oh, but that would have been great. Hmm. Okay, Zemo accepts it. Bucky pulls the trigger, and it goes. Click. Gun wasn't loaded. Did he even blink when it clicked? Yeah, he did. Who, Zemo or Bucky? Zemo. I want to see if he. No, no, he no, didn't he blink. He's like, mm. <laughs> oh. And Bucky Zemo. gives him a shit-eating grin. Mm -hmm. He's like, ha I got you. Then you see Zemo's relief. Zemo my pants. Thank <laughs> you, James. Well, then, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, James. And then he drops all those bullets. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Ao, 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 with the Dora. <laughs> and I like how he, my phone's gonna keep buzzing for some reason. Like, um, you no, know, he's he's not mad at him for doing what he thought. How he for him handling things the way he thought they needed to be handled. And I believe Zemo. <laughs> Like, you know, you're going to, I'm not going to be mad at you for doing what you thought was right. Zemo's just more and more admirable as this goes on. I, I don't think this is the last of Zemo. No. He's kind of a fan favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When then Io tells Bucky, we're going to take him to the raft. The raft, if you remember, is the super villain prison mm -hmm. where they had Sam. Was it Sam? No, it was um, Clint and uh, Ant-Man. Mm -hmm. They were locked up there. I think Wanda was locked up too, wasn't she? Might have been. I think she was. But the raft is the super villain complex in the middle of the ocean that you cannot escape. Mm -hmm. Technically, the raft in the comics is in another dimension. Created by Reed Richards. What still could happen? So maybe Zemo's going to escape. They're like, mm, this raft isn't good enough. If only we had another dimension to stick it in. And he's like, hey. Hey. Stick it in my guy. Zemo. Yeah. Someone so, like Reed would be like, hey. Uh, everyone, I've got something. I got, I got a thing. Over here, you guys haven't seen it yet. Well, you've seen it twice, but this is a new version of the thing. Don't worry about those other two. 
those those other two versions those weren't that fantastic this one this one's gonna be really fantastic be a lot funnier if it was like not the third time they've tried to do it i know actually the fourth but it's still good fourth time's the charm and fantastic so (laughs) io tells bucky you know a word of advice i would make yourself scarce in wakanda for the time being white wolf basically saying yeah we all know you released Zemo. He killed the former king. We're not forgetting this anytime soon. Don't come back. That okay. That got me a little bit because like I understand, like, yeah, you know, basically don't step foot in Wakanda. How how often was he going back to Wakanda where that would become an issue? Apparently enough where she said don't come back for a little bit. You need to let things blow over. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. Good enough for me. Or she's just warning him. I think she's yeah, just, just warning him. Yeah, just don't come in for a while. Yeah, the, the way she says, like, I don't think, is it an issue? Like, is he just, Maybe. like, going there on the weekends? Is he up, like, a little cottage? Maybe he was getting some a little Wakanda booty hey, on the side. Maybe a little Wakandan timeshare? That's what Wakandan he just goes he's, back. He's got to he use doesn't it. want anyone to see, so use he uses those it. uh the uh, what were they the blankets, the ones that you couldn't see mm-hmm. when they held them over in Black Panther, the transparent ones. Man. Bucky's sneaking out of people's windows. <laughs> it's like his invisibility cloak. Of course he's gonna pick a assassin archer sneaking around because everybody <laughs> I'm just seeing Bucky just sneaking around with this little blanket over his head, except he forgets to cover his face. So just like a floating head? You just see Bucky's little face floating around. Not even the head, just the face. Just becomes a floating head. And they go, hey, everyone's like, hey, White Wolf. He's like, hmm. he's like, Drax, I'm, no one can see me. I've become invisible. <laughs> oh, Drax, I miss Drax. I do too. He will return in Love and Thunder. Well, I'm happy about that. I am too. So now we're in Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore? Um, Well, before that, Bucky goes, hey, I've got one other favor to call in. That's important. Remember that. Keep that in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. Hang on to that one. Okay. So now we're in Baltimore. And Sam's walking down the street. And, you know, it's nighttime and sees two kids playing basketball. And he has what we assume is the shield in his hands in that little um, carrying case. Mm-hmm. Is the European men's carry-all. It's a satchel. It's, it's a European men's carry-all. If Elaine was in this episode, it's a European men's carry-all. Okay. And this kid goes, whoa, 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 what, what you doing, man? Where are you going? And it's done. I forgot his name, but it's Isaiah's uh, grandson. Um, Elijah. Elijah. He's like, yeah, he's in back. 
And he's like, I'll be back there. He's like, yeah, whatever. So Sam walks into the back and Elijah or uh, Isaiah's watering his garden. Mm-hmm. As any old super soldier does. Any old super soldier. And he looks and he goes, that what I think it is? He's like, mm-hmm. Leave it covered. Mm-hmm. Them stars and stripes didn't don't mean nothing good for me. <clears throat> and Sam says, I need to understand. That's what this whole scene is about, is Sam understanding what happened to Isaiah. And Isaiah basically tells him, you know, that has done nothing for any self-respect. That shield has done nothing for any self-respecting black man. And I mean, this thing's just so powerful. Sam's like, don't give me that bitter old man crap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Isaiah tells him, if you ain't bitter, you're blind. And Sam's, I don't know what emotion you think he's feeling. I don't think he's annoyed. I think he's frustrated because he, he wants to know. He wants to know. He, he wants to empathize, I guess. He wants to understand why Isaiah feels the way he does because Sam still Sam feels now. I think he felt before too, but like he passed up like now. Like I've and knows the gravity of like somebody's gonna have to take take on the the shield. It's probably gonna be him. And he needs to understand what happened with Isaiah why Isaiah feels like he does and he's he just needs to like I said he just needs to understand that's that's the whole thing because he doesn't grasp it totally he knows that he was done wrong um and so this that's this whole this whole scene like I, I don't think he until he until he gets to Isaiah talking he doesn't realize he knows it was terrible didn't realize exactly how terrible it was. He just knows 30 years of his life was lost after he took the serum. Mm-hmm. And he was experimented on for 30 years, but he didn't know all this other stuff that he's about to find out. And I think um, I think part of it is that Sam is wanting to change the tide a little bit, or a lot a bit. To where this, he doesn't want that mentality to stay. Okay, so Isaiah wants to, bring to the light. wants to bring it to the light. Isaiah tells him about everything that happened. He tells him about his um, brothers in arms that were tested on under false um, pretense of it being like tetanus mm-hmm. vaccinations. Now, some of them got sick. Some of them died. Now, some of them died in battle because they weren't able to perform that they were out of it. Um, well, and he did reference to, he was saying that, you know, when he was little, he saw those red tails, the famous 332 fight for this country. That was the Tuskegee Airmen, mm-hmm. which they kept racially, racially separated until what, 1947, 1948, something like that. I think if I remember right, I think they actually gave them syphilis also. Yeah. Was it like gonorrhea or something? Was it syphilis? It was some. It was syphilis or gonorrhea. It was. I can look here while you keep going. I'll see what. Yeah. Look up. Uh, look up your browsing history. Um, do I have gonorrhea? 
Um, just go to that page. That'll tell you. Syphilis. No, I don't have syphilis. I mean, syphilis was the, what they did. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, I don't have syphilis. It's the tiring, I don't have syphilis. The Tuskegee, the Tuskegee experiments were, it was a syphilis study. Okay, it was syphilis. And it was the study of like untreated. Like, well, what's going to happen if we don't do anything about it? Yeah. It, it's yeah. awful. Awful. And that's kind of what they did to Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. So, um, he explains that they, he pulled out a little box that was full of letters and it was from his wife. Letters that he never got while he was in jail and being experimented on. He said he was thrown in, so what he said, he said he was thrown in jail because two of his men got taken hostage. They were going to kill him. And they, and then the, the higher ups, the brass were, were talking about blowing up the, just bombing the POW camp to erase any evidence of the experiments, which he said, you know, my guys, they're my, they're men that are not evidence. And so he freed him. He gets thrown in jail for it. And they figure out, oh, he still has, the serum is still good in him. And so he gets experimented on for 30 years. Because they wanted to find out why the super soldier serum took to him and not the others. Mm-hmm. And during that time, his wife's trying to write him letters. He's not getting any of them. So this whole story, like Kyle was saying, was there's some parts taken from the miniseries. From the miniseries? Oh, the from the, yeah. From the comic. It's not the full story, you know, not accurate, but they took a lot from it. You think they're going to go back and do an Isaiah story? I kind of hope they do. I hope they do, too. Because the little I bit I, gonna... I saw from the comics looked like it would just be badass. I don't know if the time is right right now, though. With racial tensions being as high as they are right now in this country. Because this is a bad story. It's a great story, but it's tragic. You know what's going to happen. It's like um, Rogue One. Yep. You know what's going to happen, but I was still sad at the end. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's. I think I think they should do one. I think it'd be great. I, I think they should. Just do you think the timing's right? I think it's if, hard to say. I think if you uh, worry too much about well, is the time right? Is this going to upset? It's the time to do it. So, good point. Don't let. I think they should not let that factor into. Well, should we do this or should we not? Because then they're feeding into it. The story's there, and you want to tell it. Tell the story. I think the story's there, and I think people want to hear it. I do. I do. So, yeah, so they uh, they tell his wife that he died. And she didn't survive much long after that. And you can just see the the hurt and the pain uh, in Isaiah's face when he's talking about her. Um, you get caught back up here. Um, until a nurse 
he, so he's this, not sure why. Not sure why. And I'm I'm trying to figure out the time frame. So this all happened initially during I'm guessing like he was Vietnam era, right? Uh I think he was Korean War era. Was he? I think it was Korean. I wonder Yeah, because it was 50, 50s. So that would have been Korea. Is that when he like 52? Didn't Buffy Buffy? Didn't Buffy the vampire slayer come after him? <laughs> didn't Bucky say it was like from that bar in 52? Oh, maybe. So he may have been Korean Warriors. What I'm trying to piece together is who the nurse could have been, if the nurse was anybody of any consequence in the Marvel Universe or if it was just for the story. I didn't even think about that. Because I was thinking of Steve's nurse. Steve's nurse? Mm-hmm. Whenever he unthawed. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of when the timing would have been when he got out. So, but it would have been, he would have been out of that earlier, I guess. Well, we don't know when he got out though. See that. Yeah. So it could have been. Well, let's say that he went in like. Cause if all this 55. happened, 55, well, see, and Buck, he, could have, he could have been in his forties. He could have been later in service when he got serumed. But necessarily well, had to, and, well, no, but Bucky said he did tangle with him. Right. Well, and if it was 30 years and let's say let's say he got imprisoned in 55. That would be 85. Mhm. So, I don't think it would have been Steve's nurse. Steve's nurse was kind of young. Yeah. It was just a thought. No, it's a good thought. It's like who is she in the MCU? Mhm. Yep. If she's new, you know, and it just could be just for this story. Right. Um, this is such a good story. You know, she took pity on him. She wrote some fake reports and declared him dead. Mm -hmm. That's how he got out. And she also gave him the box full of letters. Yeah. And that's how he found out about his kid. This whole scene sucked. Yeah. Not that it, it so, sucked, that it was like... It's tough. Yeah, it's super tough. So, and Sam tells like, we got to do something. And this is, I think, a little bit of the of Sam wanting to, you know, or a lot of Sam wanting to change the attitude of everything. Like, we got to tell somebody. Like, I know people. Let's get your story out there. And he's like, no. Leave me dead. My name's buried. I don't want to be drugged back through this. If I come back out, They'll have me dead in today. I won't make it one day out there. Why do you think he said I wouldn't make it another day out there? I know what it says in the episode, but I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think there's still a lot to get him? Oh, I think, well, I mean, he's just thinking that his story is, and it is, it's a one of the dirty secrets of the government that they don't want out there and that they'll hide and bury at all costs, including killing him. So the story doesn't get told. 
I think. Well, I think he sees it as that, and as and he says it here in a little bit that you know that there, America will not accept. They will not ever let. There will never be a black Captain America. They will not allow there to be a black Captain America. And he would have been. Yeah. During those times. Well, so they he was I think it's Captain both. America. Yeah. He was. He's just he's just the Captain America you didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And when he was said that, I just went foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so it's, you know, so they're worried my story might get out. That's what he's saying. He's like, they erased me. Nothing and, left of him. No record of him left. And, and which he's happy with that. Well, he's, that's the, he's, the lesser of two turns. evils. Yeah, he's going right. to turn. He doesn't, he's not happy with it. He just doesn't. He he wants Sam to know. He finally feels comfortable enough to let Sam to know. And like when he points at Sam, he just pledge allegiance to that. It will never let a black man be Captain America. He was wrong. And I think that lights a fire under Sam. Yep. It's not that he wants to prove Isaiah wrong. He wants to prove that he can be and that he will be. And, uh, yeah, kind of see how that. He walks out. He calls Sarah. Says, "I'm coming home." Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you see the net from the boat, and there's Sam fixing it with his nephews. Yep. <clears throat> the nephews with their uncle Sam. <laughs> he wanted them to help him fix the net. Mm-hmm. Um. What their uncle Sam? Yeah. You think? What do you think the time period is right now that they're at? Do you think it was around the Fourth of July? No, because there's the real live nephews with their uncle Sam. No. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where we find out that what was it, Mr. Han? Whoever the guy, Mr. Din. Yeah. Oh, the guy who's going to buy the boat. Yeah. Yeah, he backed out. Mm-hmm. Said it's too messed up. It would cost too much to fix. Yep. <clears throat> compared to what the boat was worth. And then they said. Then he said something else in Vietnamese. I'm pretty sure he just said he was hungry. Probably. And Sam gave the, his sister the what the hell look. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me? She's like, you know, you've been keeping secrets. Like it was a rough day, and he goes, she goes with Isaiah Bradley. So apparently, Sam told Sarah about yeah. Isaiah. So there's some other people who know the story. Yeah, yeah, and he told her that he was going to go see her or see him. Right. I don't think he told her about what transpired in the conversation, or she would have known that. Yeah, that was a rough day. But and then you see uh, she sends the kids off with some food to some neighborhood kids. Actually says, you know, um, yeah, these uh, these take some food to the kids because their parents are pieces of shit. In short, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you're doing just like 
just like mom feeding the whole neighborhood. So she's, you know, this is a very tight knit little community. And uh, you see the little light bulb go off and say, like, how many people owe favors to mom and dad? And she's like, everybody is still around. So then Sam gets on the phone. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to fix this boat up. He's calling everybody, calling the favors. There's a lot of like montage type moments in this episode. And uh, this, you know, set up for one. You see the sunset, and the next day, there's the whole neighborhood there pulling together to help them work on the boat. Um, which is really cool. Which is really cool. Like, everybody's out there. They're bringing in parts. They're working on stuff. They have some big, heavy part on the back of a like little trailer thing. Uh, or a lot of motor parts is what it looks like. <sighs> Excuse me. And they're like, how are we going to get this off the trailer? And you just see it just, like, kind of slide off and there's Bucky hey Bucky Bucky's in they're in Louisiana right yeah Bucky's yeah, now Louisiana. in Louisiana and, and uh, it's just it's like Kyle's been saying the whole series it's that cop buddy dynamic mm-hmm. you didn't expect to see Bucky there nope and some level I think did. I did yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's what I was going with and uh, so he, he delivers him the, uh, he's like, you know, just got something for you from the Wakandas, just sign for it and I'll be on my way. And, uh, you know, you see some stuff start going wrong with this ship. There's like a line leaking or something. Sam runs over and tries to fix it. And Bucky comes over and helps him. He's like, oh, no, you got to turn it this way. And there's that kind of stuff, you know, one showing Bucky's, yeah, he's going to help his friend out. But then... uh his frenemy. His frenemy. And uh when he mentions why didn't you use Bucky metal, was yeah. doing it with his real hand. And Sam goes, Why didn't you use the metal hand? He's like, I don't always think of it. I'm right handed. His metal hand's his left hand. So yep. you okay? I had a little sneeze and fit there. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, good thing you weren't shaving. Um That'd be tragic. Be terrible. That'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're just kind of banter, and then Sarah walks up, and you hear some funk music playing. If you're watching the soul t- the subtitles, soul mm-hmm. titles, and Bucky gives this. Best way I can describe it is this pimp smile. This is like hey. How you doing? You give me that little, little Joey. Hey, girl. It's the David Putty smile. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Sam just looks "Hey, I'm Bucky." <laughs> yeah, I'm Sarah. And then Sam just looks <laughs> like I fuck? lost it at this part. <laughs> Big Brother going, "What the hell are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And then we break into the uh, the ship fixing montage. It's time for a montage. <laughs> This is the first montage of the episode. I know of one more that I can remember off the top of my head. And there's a second montage. Right. And so they're going through fixing things. Um, like the, there's a little scene where Sam's trying to like peel some of the, uh, um, the trim off the top of the edge of the boat. And he's like, got a hammer and he's working on it. Like Bucky walks over with his power arm, just like rips it off and goes on. And, uh, they did kind of break from the montage for a minute to talk about Carly. 
um, you know, what, what I think her next move is going to be. Sam says he's got Joaquin working on something. And uh, what did Bucky right, say here? He said, he said that um, Zemo says there's only one way. Yeah, which is either they kill her or she kills them. But he says he's got Joaquin working on something, so I'm curious to see what that is. We'll, we'll find out next episode, I'm sure. Exactly. And so uh, they go back to working on it, and he's like, oh, i got to head out tomorrow. I'll get a hotel room for the night. And Sam's like, you're just going to set me up like that? You're gonna you just <laughs> going to throw that out there? And uh, Bucky's basically like, yeah. Yeah. Sam's like, you know, this is the greatest little community in the world. You know, they don't care if your mom's your aunt, if you wear little T-shirts, you know, all this stuff kind of poking fun at him a little bit. He's like, yeah, you can stay, but don't flirt with my sister. Like he points out, like, don't flirt with my sister. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're, they've buttered up quite a bit to each other. They don't want to admit it. And uh, then we cut to Walker. Talking with uh, Lamar with Battlestar's parents. This scene sucked too. Yeah. Um, basically, he's telling them that the person he killed is the one that killed her son, and that he would and never he, let the person yeah. that did it actually get away. You don't think he actually believes that, though, right? I mean, he's just covering his own ass. I think he's covering his own ass. Okay. Well, I'll, okay. On some level, I think he actually believes it. And but on others, that's how he's justifying it. Yeah, that's how he's justifying it. Okay. Because that's how U.S. Agent kind of was in the comics. Like, he'll do anything to justify the means, the mm-hmm. ends. Then when Alistar's parents are like, well, just knowing that the man that's responsible for our son's death is dead helps right. a little bit. And he just has to, like, leave at that point. Like, I don't know. He's a shit head. <laughs> My tire's catching up with me a little bit there. I thought I had something good. I had nothing. I'm just going to revert to that's what he is. No, he's a shithead. And Disney's shitheads for making me feel like this. for Bad for him. Mm-hmm. He's do. walking down the street, and then he passes his own mural. Cap his back. He was for a little bit. Cap is back. Now he's not. Not even Cap anymore. He's stripped him the tile. He's just America. He's just the chin. The chin. The chin. Next thing you know, we're back in Madripoor. Yep. And we we're all over the place. A lot of globe trotting. We are. We really are. Um, And we hear Sharon talking on the phone with someone. I have a job for you. And then you hear someone speaking French. Mm-hmm. It's Batrock, our hey, old Batrock's buddy Batrock back. from Episode One and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And what she and tell him? Please, Not- if it wasn't for me, you'd be rotting in that Algerian prison. Which means Sharon is still kind of running Madripoor. Mm-hmm. But the scenes, okay. Kyle brought up a really interesting theory of something he read. What did you read about Sharon? Uh, well, not what I read. is a theory that somebody brought up to me that... Uh, crap, one right Who was this. it? Is your, it was, was it Alex? Uh, Alex, one of our listeners, that um, 
thought that Sharon is the power broker. Now, I'm trying to see how he broke it down here. Um, Did he send you pictures? No. No, he just uh, kind of... It helps with pictures for us. Helps if we need pictures. Especially if they pop out of a book. So it was... How did he word it here? So, um... So he's going to go on record and say Sharon Carter is the power broker. She's got way too much pull and matter for her and a place in Hightown. Even Zemo, a barren and well-off dude, didn't have that or the pull in Hightown. That he, Zemo had to go to, was it Lowtown? Downtown? L-Town? M-Town? Downtown. Downtown. So, I mean, there's some... There's a good chance she could be the power broker. I don't so, think that was. I don't think we saw that was the power broker we saw. I thought it was at first, the first right. episode, the dude that was there in the trench coat or whatever. No, that would be hell of a twist and, if she's the power broker and she's pulling some crazy double, triple, quadruple agent stuff. She is so. Batroc's like giving it to her in French, and she's just like, "Are you done?" Mm-hmm. And she goes, I can give you double this time. I promise you won't regret saying yes. So what's it going to be? And then he says, nothing. We don't know what's going on at this point. So there is some, there could be some merit to this theory that she's the power broker. Yep. I don't think she is because of the later scene. And I'll explain why when we get there. Okay. So next thing we know, we're back in Louisiana, and there's Bucky laying on the couch with a pillow. And the boys are playing with a shield. And they see Bucky, and he kind of just gives them this hand thing, and they go, put it back, and they run off. Mm -hmm. Did you notice anything about this scene? Um... Anything special in particular? I mean, I noticed that uh-huh. Bucky's wearing his dog tags. No, not that. Arms out, waves. The kids put the shield back. You're way overthinking this. He's sleeping on the couch. He's oh. always slept on the floor because oh. because the couch, you know, beds are too soft. Never slept with a pillow, always slept on the couch or on the floor. I think this shows his growth and connection with Sam. Yep. He's, he, he feels safe. Family. Family. I think that's what this shows. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping on the couch. Either that or he was just sneaking down from Sarah's room. Uh, that could have been it, too. Came down to... And he's like, no, I've been on the couch all night. Go down there, still those right. kids' juice boxes and Lunchables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but he was on the couch. So I thought that was big. You see, he's out on the dock. So he was supposed to leave that next morning. Yep. Another thing is what he told Sam. And uh, we see now he's he's sticking around. He's going to stay and help work on the boat, even though they're not working on what they're supposed to be working on, according to, what's her name? It's Sarah. Sarah. She jumps her ass pretty hard. 
It's like, that's not, what were they working on, like a water pump or something like that? It's like, the I told you pump. that wasn't the problem. Messing around with things you don't understand. So at all. She pulls him off of that. And uh, what do you say? He called her mean. Yeah, he goes, okay, so they're talking. It, well, she walks up and Bucky's like, hi, Sarah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with your theory on why he was on the couch now. <laughs> Just that makes it that much more fun. And and then, yeah, they're walking away and he goes, she's a very mean person. I cracked up at that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course, Sam's getting on the Bucky. He's like, if you would have done what I told you, we would have been done before she got here. So they're ribbing at each other a little bit. Yeah. Good. It's like two brothers. And we cut to them. They're in the yard of the uh, Sam's place. Tossing the shield around like a couple of buddies. Yeah. And they've got the trees wrapped. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get that good bounce off of it. And they're working on practice and angles and stuff. And and um, when they start kind of having a a really good little breakthrough moment. Let's say I'm here. So the shield feels weird. Or it feels weird picking it up again. My uh, my playback's kind of acting funky right now. Is it? <clears throat> yeah. And basically what happens is Bucky tells him, when Steve told me what he's planning, I don't think we understood what it felt like for a black man to be handed the shield hmm. and Sam kind of sighs, you know, it's like, how could we? And then all of a sudden revelation time, he said, I owe an apology. Bucky has this shield the whole time that he's talking and he hands it back to Sam. Sam takes it and says, thank you. So this is huge in their broship. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at him and he tells him, whatever happened with Walker isn't your fault. Which means Sam's been beating himself up the whole time about this. Yeah. He's 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 shouldering a lot of that blame for not yeah. taking the shield the first time. So and then Bucky's like, I get it. You know, it's just that the shield is the closest thing that I have to family. I've got left a family, which because everyone think about it. Everyone Bucky knew died. Mm -hmm. All his family died. Yep. That shields the last thing that's holding, I think, keeping him here with us. Because, you know, that dude's got some PTSD. Ah, yeah. A century's worth. Century's worth. So... He's like, so when you retired it, it, you know, I felt like I had nothing left. He was empty. He was, it, it, that's, he's opening up to how much he was hurt. Mm -hmm. that, that's all he had left. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I've got his book. Let's figure it would work for Steve, then it'd work for me. I have expected Bucky to cry at this point. That, that, the look on his face and stuff kind of got me a little bit there. The way he was holding the book and like fidgeting with it. Just, and like how he looks away. He's like, yeah, like I said, I thought it would work for me. And he's just like, that was one thing he was really hanging on to Steve. Right. Of his past and what's when things still seemed halfway normal for him. But Sam does a good thing here. And then like Steve's gone. 
Yeah. And he's blunt about it, but not mean about it. What does he say? Like, he basically tells him it's about to be tough love. Mm -hmm. And, um, he said, yeah, I said, maybe hard to hear, but it doesn't matter what Steve thought. He said, you got to stop looking to other people to tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. So he's he's helping Bucky here, helping him, you know, move on. You know, I asked him, are you still having your nightmares? He tells him all the time. Cause I re- that means I remember part of him still there. The Winter Soldier. Part of the, yeah, part of the Winter Soldier is, is still in him. And, uh, you know, they toss the shield around a little bit more and, that's what he asked me, like, you yeah, for a little tough love. Do you want to climb out of the hell you're in? Do the work. Um, that's deep. Yeah. That's because you got there were never at own. a point they could talk like that. Yeah. It's like you need to pull your own self up by the bootstraps. He tells him, like, you're going through and you're trying to make amends with all these people. And you say you're trying to make amends, but what you're actually doing is avenging. Which uh, that's. That's awesome. You're you're not righting the wrongs that you've done. You're stopping the people that you enabled or the people that were doing bad things. What you really need to be doing is find the people that you did wrong and be of service to them. Do something for them. Be of servant. Be of service. service. Yeah. That will bring you your closure. Not telling them you're sorry, Hmm. but be of service. Yeah. It's just about, he's like, oh, okay. Good talk. Like something that he's, you know, he had all those sessions and stuff with the psychiatrist and all these plans and things going. That's he just, he just needed his buddy there. To be fair, the you know, psychiatrist, like I, I served some tours with Walker. Blah, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this exchange after he's like, good talk. He's like, yeah, well, you know, if you ever need me, we're there. And he's like, yeah, but uh, not necessarily as a team. He's like, nope. Yeah, yeah, we're not that good. No, definitely not that no. good. We're officials. Yeah, we're professionals. Uh, partners. It was like co-workers. Just a couple of guys with a mutual friend. His friends now gone, so we're just a couple of guys. It's like, I can live with that. So it's like, are we dating? What are we doing? <laughs> They're beating around the bush. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. They, they just, they don't, they're not ready to make a Facebook official yet. That's no. their, that's their thing. And uh, Facebook official. <laughs> and so we had that like little moment of levity and then we see Sam walking away and then he does the slow motion. So you knew what was coming at this point, right? With the slow montage. motion. Montage. Montage. And it's a shirtless Sam montage. Yep. Oh, we didn't get there yet. They were about to, uh, they were about to sail oh, yeah, the boat. They were getting ready to paint over the name. He's like, one less thing to do. And she's like, no. Sister's like, nope, nope, don't. We can't sell it. And I know the speech. It's not smart, and then Sam's happy because he never wanted to sell the boat in the first place. He's like, "This Sam's is like, I got what I want. I got, I got what I wanted, sister." But sister. He's like, "This is our history. We have to, we have to preserve it." Um, what do you say? He said, "We can't lose this fight." Uh, he's talking about changing the world. As all of our struggles as people, you know, he's think I'm going to show them. I'm going to go out and change the world. Um, this is a little silly, but when he would look at his sister, you know, he felt like she always thought he was running away. 
Like he, he felt like he was letting her down, not being there when the family business was going under him off, going and fighting wars and doing things. This episode should not have been called truth, but kick in the feels. Mm-hmm. That's a what lot this of whole that. episode is. You know, like I mean, so that's she, a sign of good writing. She kind of ribs and she's like, who knew you were so sensitive, you know, and, and talking about how she missed him. Um, so there's a fight out there, there's a fight in here, and that you've taken them both on. You're fighting what outsiders look at as like the small fight, just for the family, and there's it's just involving a boat, but that's his his history and his nephew's future, potentially. So then do you the think big... it's she's saying it's better to fight a small one or a big one? A big fight. I don't think she was giving one over the other. She's just saying, just fighting. Just fighting the fight. She's like, you were fighting two fights. You were fi- fighting the fight here at home for us, and then the big fight for just the the global good. Right. Now we have the ma- montage where he's yep. like playing yeah. ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. What's weird, like, whenever him and Bucky were messing around the shield, he wasn't having any trouble catching it. Now he's just like, oh, I forgot how to do this. Yep. <laughs> well, he's also doing like flips and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's adding another level too. He's doing the Terminator run. The the Gatorade commercial sweat coming off of him. Mm-hmm. They could make a Gatorade commercial out of this. When you need it, we could do that. We could do that. Well, and then he goes, All day, baby. And they're like, Uncle Sam. That reminded me of the I I expected him to go on your left. <laughs> that would have been great. But then he next thing we know. He's at the dock. He throws it and it comes back and he catches it. I'm like, that could have been bad. Like if he was throwing a little too low and the whole dock just went down. That's like Brady throwing the trophy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Grog, grunk. But I was thinking like he could have took out that pier and the whole dock would have just collapsed. Real quick. <laughs> just walks away. And he goes, we got to sell the it. boat. Sarah, got to sell the boat. So he, he's got his, his shield legs under him, and now we're back to uh, Carly. So, okay. In the, or unless you want to cover that, think, go over that some. What do you think this man? That just showed that he was willing to put the work in. Like, he wasn't just going to take the shield and run with it. He was going to He was ready for justice. the legacy for yeah. to take on the mantle, is yeah. what I think, like you're saying. He, want, he wants to be able to do it justice and make it his own. And make it his own. Now we're back at Carly in, in a park with Steve Aoki. Mm-hmm. We're assuming he just got done with a gig. Yeah. going to be sweatier. And then in walks, if you pause it just right, you think it's older Nick Jonas, but it's not. It's Batrock. <sighs> Still with that one. You Hold on. I'm taking a picture and sending this to you. Oh, I know, I know. I just <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't ready for that joke to resurface. <laughs> We're bringing it back. Because he's a sucker for you. Um, come in your way. Okay. Come in my way. Okay, I'm watching for it. So. 
we now know what Sharon's job was for Batroc. Mm -hmm. It was delivering equipment to Carly. Yep. That this. I don't know. I'm not going to make any. This is hard to make a prediction on because it can go so mm -hmm. many different ways. Should she be giving him faulty equipment? Could be bad equipment. Could is be. she secretly, you know, sponsoring the Flag Smashers? Is she just, you know, making a buck to make a buck? Right. So. Which we also find out here that Sharon's the one who, um, she was the one behind Batroc in the first episode. The mm -hmm. hijacking. Yep. Again, Sharon's doing some shady shit to survive. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's why I don't think that Sharon's the power broker at this point. She just had Batroc deliver equipment to them. Instead of taking out the movement, the resistance if she was the power broker, because they mm -hmm. stole the serum from her. It's, it would seem like she's trying to bury the hatchet, but it's not. She's su supplying them with weapons. Unless, like you said, it's faulty. This is faulty, or she's, like I said, she's playing both sides of it. She's driving him with a little bit of fear over here, make a little bit of money off of him over here. Mm -hmm. Or she's supplying them, or she believes in the movement and she's uh, supporting it. So, which that so, very well could be it. Stevie because, I mean, points out oh, if ahead. there wasn't borders, she wouldn't be stuck in Madripoor. She could just be wherever she wanted to be. Right. So Stevie so Oki goes, Hey, you know, we're associating with criminals. And Carly looks at him and goes, We are criminals. So, I think Carly's come full circle here at this point. Yeah. Like Zemo's saying, do you think she's beyond re redemption? Yeah. I do. I, I do too. I mean, okay, well, I don't think she is, but I don't think they're going to bring her back from it. I think very rarely is anyone beyond, totally beyond redemption, but I think in the cinematic world right now with that mm -hmm. she's in, that they're not going to bring her back from redemption. They've set her up to be this. And Patrick's like, you invite me for a picnic? And she's like, kind of. We're everywhere, nowhere. Pulls out her phone, and they must have done their own little app. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is why we'll win. She hit this button, and all of a sudden, these little yellow dots lit up red. And all these people in the park pull out their phone. These are her little minions. Mm-hmm. Said, we're going to make sure the GRC vote never happens. He's like, Batroc, I'm not here to be part of your little movement. I'm here to kill the Falcon. We know what Batroc's here to do now. Yep. So we're setting up for the final episode. Batroc's there to kill the fountain. The fountain. The fountain. He is going to put laundry detergent in that fountain and really annoy the piss out of the people who have to take care of it. They're going to turn it green. Yeah. I know where you're going with that one. <laughs> the old fountain yeah but uh yeah he's there to kill the falcon foul blah, blah, blah. Then, and um, then we see where we're at at this point too mm -hmm. the, what uh, do you see when they when they 
Oh, let me go back a little bit. When they zoom out. Oh, yeah, because we didn't get the... Uh... Uh, you see... The Empire State Building? Yeah. Yeah, so we now we know we're in New York. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you look real close, if you pause it just right... Yeah. You can either see Goliath and Brooklyn and all the gargoyles up there. Or you can see... Um, Zool. There's only Zool. There. Are you the gatekeeper? That would be just see if just see like a <laughs> the movement starts going in the background. Here comes this giant stay puffed. <laughs> Flag smashers and marshmallows. And marshmallows. Marsh smashers. Marshmallows smashers. Marshmallows. Flag smallows. Flag smallows. <laughs> And he's like European. He's like, hello. <laughs> I'm here to smash out the flags. He goes, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. We're not making fun of anyone. We have some German listeners. Mm. We make but fun we of everybody. I think it'd be worse if we there was people like, you know what? We're not going to make fun of them. Yeah, that's true, too. We're just going to make fun of everybody. Here, we'll make ourselves. fun of our, the state you know, we're in. It's like. Hey y'all, we here to we here to kill some people and stuff. Y'all here smashing flags? Yee yee. <laughs> hey, hey, there's a hole in the ground. Look, we going noodling. We going noodling. We'll catch some of them. We catch flag some of them flag smashers. Okay, so okay, we made fun of Oklahoma now, so we're good there. No, okay. <laughs> well, we did that earlier with the tornado. Oh yeah, we already did that. And we find out the name of the act is called the Patch Act. <laughs> well, we heard the... that last episode too. Oh, we did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we got Sam watching the news. It's getting ready to pass. And what was the... Uh, the GRC is voting on the Patch Act, which would move close to 20 million refugees back to their homes of origin. So it's going to kick everybody out of wherever they are now. Yep. And then Torres calls Sam. FaceTimes him. FaceTimes. Like, hey, buddy. He's like, you should hey, be showing girl. him the pings where they've been tracking where all these activities have happened. Like, Hey, it's all over. What do you show them? Pings. That's what she said. Woo! Oh, now <laughs> you get it to work. Now you get it to work. Right. <laughs> Torres is showing him his pings over That's FaceTime. That's what she said. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they're all over Europe. And like, there's this one today in New York where the GRC is voting. He's like, no, I can't promise they're not using the VPN or masking their location. But, and then Sam's kind of like, good job, Joaquin. And then just like cuts him off. So yeah, I'll take him, it from here. I'm taking it. From, yeah. So now we know for sure we're in New York City. Because it says New York City. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, I couldn't tell because they never did, I never did get a really good look. At one of the guys talking here, but it's one of the so they got the GRC here. The guy that's talking at the beginning that's standing up, the mm -hmm. red tie. Is that was he also on the he was the main guy who court or not yeah. court martialed Walker but handed down the sentence? Yeah, okay, I thought it was. I just yep, wasn't for sure because you only seen him kind of briefly. It was yeah. him, and so they're 
so he's the one that got rid of, like, really pushed it. He's the one actually sitting here, like, why are we even voting? Like, let's just make this happen. Um, and so as they're discussing this, there's a couple of them that are, you know, against voting for this. And, and I more- don't even know if it's against or if it's just like, there's more stuff you have to, we need more time on this. Mm-hmm. And then we see yeah, one of the guys like we're not renting them out like cattle. Yeah, I see what you're talking about there. Yeah. And then we see one of the guys that we saw in the park earlier. The guy in the, oh, it was, in the wasn't uh, Canadian it? tuxedo. Yeah. Matt Gatz. He walks, whispers in the other guy's ear, one world, one people. And uh, then we've got a rave going on in the council. Red lights flashing. Was that? Okay. So when everything starts shutting down, right? Mm-hmm. You said you know they shut it all down, the lights go red, and basically pretty much holding them all hostage. You had the screen, the screens kind of start lighting up and flickering, right? At least the ones in the middle, in the back, the big, the main screen, the main screen, it's doing the glitchy thing. <clears throat> is that reflection of the lights, or is that like that's reflection of the lights? Because okay. if you if you look as the camera moves in on it, it moves. Okay, I thought it was supposed to be made to look like maybe two menacing red eyes behind the glitchy thing but okay yep you're right or it could be that could be a reference to ultron Ooh. are they gonna the re-release the ultron that would be actually kind of wicked yeah probably not gonna happen though no that'd be cool that'd be cool next thing you know we're back in louisiana the mm-hmm. case is glowing red sam puts his finger on it turns blue mm-hmm. he opens up the case and he finds marcellus wallace's secret no, that's Pulp Fiction. <laughs> God, I uh, wish... Uh, <laughs> I, no, I wish I had a button for the song. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, yes. which song? Oh, yeah. The Pulp Fiction song? The, yes. Because uh, oh. I know you were going with that after that. Yeah. And then Sam looks and cut to the credits. But that's not all. You knew that they were going to do that crap to us. Mm-hmm. There is med 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 credits med credits. It's Medline. Come down for four twenty. Um, is it? Ah, two days. No, it's four. So four eighteen. You hear the hammering, the clank, 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 and uh, you see an old picture of John and Lamar. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you see uh, Walker doing some metal work. Very, very a la. Tony Stark. Yes. Yeah. I, I was thinking that when I heard the metal or when I heard the hammer hitting the dink, dink, which was, that's how they ended uh, in game, right? That was the, there was no uh, end credit scene. It was just that right. clank, clank, clank. Yeah. I was like, oh, we got a hammer. Oh, never mind. It's that guy. And he puts his little metal, his service medal. I think that was his medal of honor. Was it? Like three I'm- medals of honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can see what he's putting together. We knew what he was putting together. Mm-hmm. It's a shield, and he's welding it. Here's the thing, though. How, it's not going to be the vibranium. No. It looked like he was pounding out, like, hubcabs. Just some scrap metal he had laying around. But he's not in the right mind right <laughs> now. Like, he's just... He wants the shield back. Yeah. And next thing you know, then he's spray-painting it. And you see the three pieces, and it looks like the shield. 
Captain Shield. Da da da. Enter U.S. Da. agent. He's gonna Fish come in now. with a mask, just wearing like his tidy whities like kind of like Captain Underpants. Yeah, it, yes, that's where I was going with it. So all in all, he's gonna we'll, come in like Captain Underpants. So what do you think on the episode, all in all? I liked it. I mm-hmm. really liked it. I thought it was the best episode so far. It was. It was. It it had like the music was good in it. That was something I kind of noticed as I was going through it. There was a lot of uh uh the mood changed a little bit. You still had that kind of late 80s, early 90s buddy cop feel to it. You had your montages. You had like that's that's still the feel they're going for this whole series, and they nailed it because you had all your you, you had lots of action sprinkled right. in with the comic. It, it just it hit that dynamic really good. Uh, we finally get to see Bucky and Sam, you know, um, Do come together thing. on their bromance. We get to see Sam finally we'll take the mantle romance. or the shield. I guess not. He's taking, and uh, we're gonna see what's in the box next episode, which is gonna probably be some really badass wings. I hope. What, I don't you, think it's. Do you think be, that's what was in the box? I think it's a cap costume. Oh. Think I think it's go... a cap costume with wings. Okay, I was gonna ask. Do you think he was gonna go wingless? Because his no. cap isn't wingless. No. Right? His, okay. cap, his cap has wings. But his was just broken beyond repair. That, right. Well, not broken beyond repair. He didn't have government backing anymore. He didn't have a Tony Stark to fix it. True. They're going to get so, fixed. What are you going to do at this point? You know what I mean? So what do you think is going to happen next episode? Do you think we'll get closure on, the, on Sharon's arc too? You think all these are gonna we're gonna get closure on all these this next episode? Oh hell no. I think Sharon's arc's gonna still go on. Okay. I think this is gonna set us up for Thunderbolts because US agent besides Zemo, helmet Zemo leading the Thunderbolts, US agent also leads the Thunderbolts. Okay. Or was it Dark Avengers? I think it's Dark Avengers. No, it's Thunderbolts. I don't think we've seen the last of Zemo. I think we may have seen the last of him this series. I don't I don't know if we'll see Zemo next episode or not. I kinda have my doubts. But we'll we may we may see him like post credits or something. Right. But I kinda doubt we'll see him in the meat of the episode. I mean he's getting hauled off. I don't think we'll see Carter in New York. We'll see her pulling the strings a little bit. We'll right. see. We're going to see the Flag Smashers, Buttheads with Bucky and Cap and newly new Captain with a possible reiteration of the Falcon. Right. Um. And so we'll see the Flag Smashers versus them versus whatever it is U.S. agents going to be doing. And uh, I really don't know after that because I, I don't know how they're going to wrap it up. I'm at a loss right now. Mm-hmm. And it's also we're we're, we're kind of late, tired, guys. Our brains may be fried at this point. They are. This is later than we normally do it. 
Yeah. And well, in a while, I'll put it that way. Yeah. It's just been a long weekend for both of us. So I don't know. Tell us what you think. Join the discords. Join the convo. Let us know. It's been picking yeah. up. There's a lot of conversations starting to pick up more and more around these shows. When I'm saying these shows, not our episodes, but the um, these uh, Marvel miniseries that have been going out. So mm-hmm. if you guys aren't part of that, join that. Join the discussion. Tell us what you think. And also, our next... So after the, we have one episode left. Yep. The next series is Loki. I am super excited about this one. I'm trying not to watch any previews or trailers or any, I just want, I want to go into that one completely blind. So, <clears throat> so I'm well, excited about that. You know what I mean? Like the that, opposite. I'm trying not to, you know, do any spoilers, but I'm at least watching the previews. I'm not even watching the previews. I'm trying to avoid that. I want to, I want to go in this one pure. <laughs> I can see that. I like doing that with some shows and some movies like, if there's something that's super hyped, like this is going to be great. And like, Oh, you know, like if I'm starting to get excited about it, sometimes I'll purposely not watch any trailers or anything. That way I don't have any preconceived notions going into it. Right. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much open for any of this stuff. I don't know what to think at this point. Hmm. So if you guys got any ideas again, let us know. Mm-hmm. Going in We're the combo. open. So, with that, this has been Every Man's Guide to Nerddom. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. And uh, thank you guys for sticking with us as long as you have. And all you new listeners out there, um, wherever you are tonight or today or whatever time it is you're listening, um, be good to each other and have a great rest of your day or night. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Nerd Coke, rise up. It could get elevated. Nerd could rise up. It could get elevated. Nerd core used to be just a made up word. MCs shied away from.